<laughs> the Raiders always drafted the fastest guy. And the one time they took a break, it was a kicker. What are we doing, bro? That's nasty work. R.I.P. to Al Davis. We lie. Oh, now you got me putting my marker all in the camera. <laughs> like a Missy Elliott video. And meanwhile, we lie. First of all, first of all, let me let me start off with this, Josh. How has Suicide Squad been? Give us, um, give us your Keith Lee one through ten. Let's talk okay. about it. I played it. I'm a reader with it. Nah, <laughs> um, it, it's an elite level game, man. I know a lot of people. I, it's an elite level game. I know a lot of people. Uh, one was mad at it just because it wasn't Arkham. It's the same studio that made the Arkham games, and a lot of people were upset because they just wanted like a fourth Arkham game, which is. One, I don't understand because we experience this all the time in life where people ask for something new and when they get something new, they mad about it. And also it's a looter shooter, which a lot of people don't like that genre of game. I don't know if any of y'all ever played Borderlands, but it's kind of similar to Borderlands. But the way they told the story and the attention to the detail of the game is amazing because they essentially are treating it like a fourth Arkham game. The writing is amazing. The story is amazing. You can customize your characters. They're constantly updating the game with new characters, new uh, stuff you can equip to your characters. All four people you can play as play completely different. Um, so it's it's a fire game. I don't have any complaints so far. Uh, I think my first we about to have our first boss fight with the the Flash when I play tonight. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a fire game. I would give it a 10 out of 10. This is the most fun I've had playing a video game since Ragnarok came out. Okay, all right. Well, that, yeah. Did Ragnarok and, play game of the year? Or it was what? I want to say yes. I think it won game of the year. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well... I'm going to tell you this. A lot of people are like very upset. Like the people who don't like that game are so mad at the game. They get mad at people who like the game. And I'm like, oof. Thing is, like the people that's mad at the game haven't played it. I don't understand what there is to be mad. Like I'm a person, I'm a person that's not going to ridicule something until I try it. Like you can tell me, you can give me the worst music ever. You could be like, yo, uh, Guy Josh, what's what's the, the the dude name? Tom McDonald. Tom McDonald, the worst rapper ever. And like, I'm not gonna believe you until I go listen to it for myself. Hey, no, nah, he really might be the worst rapper. Yeah, he he is. I agree, but at the same time, I had I had to go listen to it. Uh, it's a it's a fire game, it Gibbs. That game is what we wanted Avengers to be. That's fair. That's fair. That's. Fair. Except I just I don't like the whole like shooter concept for like a, a superhero game because it's like there's so many other things to get into. But that's what like, the Suicide Squad is, though. And at the same I, time, I it's so many different saying, ways that you yeah. can approach your combat. Like is if you build your build a certain way, you can do all melee. It's, it's more stuff you can do outside of just being a shoot 'em up. And, and that's what I was about to like. At the end of the day, you need to reflect a different style. Like the one thing that I will give Avengers credit for is like everybody plays a little different, but. You know, enough of the game and talk because everybody probably going to leave if they hear us talk about video games for too long. So social media has played a lot of uh, a very big role in a lot of things. Right. The feedback um, on 
on um, Suicide Squad, the Meg and Nikki beef all over social media. Shout out to Lil Miss Flint. Y'all, please help that little girl hit her goal. She deserves to have a childhood and to stop. You know, Ain't no way she's been asking for water for a, a decade now, bro. A decade. a decade. Let that look. And what's crazy thing is you don't need these little donations here, here. Like celebrity, please help. Celebrity, please help. Literally the cost to fix that issue, like one person can solve that and not miss that money. Yeah. Well, you know, again, you know, I hope that both Meg and Nikki have a one-upsman battle there instead of, you know, talking about uh, who can't go near playgrounds and who got big feet and whatnot, I, I would hope. But here we are nonetheless. <laughs> so, fellas, please tell me one thing about social media, good or bad, that has changed the world and we are never going back. Talk to me, fellas. Um, The one thing that social media has changed is accessibility which you can take that as a good or a bad thing. Um, it's bad in the aspect that like, if you are a person that uses social media in order to, if you, whether you enjoy using it, whether that's your job, whether you have things to display or promote, people are always going to be in your business. Right. Like it's been, it's been almost a year now. It's been almost a year now since, um, I've like really used social media. Like I'm a content creator. We got the podcast. I have my stream. So I use it to like post or I might send a meme or two to the homies that like get sent to me. But in terms of like me scrolling social media and like communicating with people a lot on there, it's, it's been a while. I, I just post my stuff and go. Mm-hmm. Um, But when I was like constantly posting or when I was constantly like being involved in social media, it gives people the the, the right to feel like they're in your business or they know your life. Like like, it's been a situation. It's been a situation where I would post like, you know, one story or something. I'm out with the homies. Now I post a story where we just got a couple of brews or something. And somebody that you ain't talked to in three, four years be like, oh, I see you out here drinking. I see you outside. Like you, you have no idea. I don't know if that's them trying to use that as a talking point to like start a conversation. But people genuinely feel like they know you or they feel like they're a part of your life based on what they they see on your social media. They finna get you to join Wake Up Now. That's what they were doing. <laughs> People genuinely feel like they, they have a piece of your life just because they see what you might post on occasion. Okay, I feel it. I feel it. Chris, talk to me. One thing, one way that the world changed forever about social media. So, mine's just kind of like one way that, like, kind of, like, you know how you have, like, a tree. It goes branch into, like, three different categories, right? So, the first, the, the overall general thing is privacy, right? And what I mean by privacy is, right, you can't even go out to eat with people without them taking a picture of their food first. Right. Like, like let you let you go out to eat with some people. They be like, bro, don't touch your food. I got to take this and get this all on camera. Like, what do you mean, bro? I'm about to dig right I in. Not, you know I'm what I mean? touch my camera like that. That looks insane, <laughs> It's just, you, it's no more privacy. It's no more just living the moment. Like, everything is recorded now. Like, Literally, like I, I feel Shannon Sharp on that, right? This is when I kind of like I'm gonna delete all my social media. When Shannon Sharp at the airport, dudes walking up to him, them six, seven dudes walking up to him with a camera, and he just trying to walk through the airport with his dog. He like, are you serious right now? Like, come on, bro. I'm on camera all day long. Let me be. Leave me alone for a minute, man. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't have nothing to yourself no more. Social media is just kind of like we never going to get that back. It's always going to be somebody trying to make a viral clip, make a viral post. It's just I, I just don't think 
we ever get that that aspect back of life, bro. Just just living in the moment. I don't think we get that. You know, mine is probably um, we we knew less about celebrities, and that was a good thing. You know, like Facts. we knew less about people who were like billionaires, and that was a good thing. Like these these folks are very strange people. Very, very strange people. Very. I mean, good God. This is so embarrassing. Also, I agree with Northam that we need to bring back chronological timeline, uh, chronological order timelines, because we need to see who's spamming and we need to get them up out the paint as opposed to having them on our follower list. We just never see their content ever. Like, we get all this algorithm. Yeah, true. Uh, man. But, uh, or, or if you just like, you know what I'm saying? You might be passing by somebody, y'all might exchange socials, or it might be some business related. You'd be like, oh, yeah, what's your socials? Now, that person, like, unless you intentionally ignore them, if you follow that person, they're going to be at the top of everything you do for the next six months. Yeah, yeah. Until you like intentionally, like, either mute them or, you know, start like, like dang, bro. Them. <laughs> I'll just try to show some love. <laughs> Man. I, I think I think we really need to know, and it's not just celebrities. I think we all need to know a little less about each other in general, but uh especially celebrities. Like they can't the fact that people keep getting on these podcasts telling us we don't bathe our kids. Bro, what? <laughs> bro. You got millions of dollars, bro. Like Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. Why are y'all screaming at us that y'all don't wash y'all kids' asses? What is going on? Why? I swear to God, I didn't ask for that information. I didn't. Everything I know about Krishan and Blueface is against my will. I, I, I am intentionally trying to ignore, especially them two. I am intentionally trying to ignore them. I can't escape what it. I realize, what I realize, That's why I deleted it all. What I realize is muting and blocking ain't enough. You got to close the app every time it comes up. And the app will register like, oh, this content makes okay. the platform. Like you literally... I, I didn't know that was a part of the algorithm. I didn't know don't that. Just go to another app. You literally have to like go to your home screen, hold down the like joint, and like or like if you got an iPhone, hold the bottom of the screen to where like all of the things you have open come up and like close it. You got to close it because then the app is like, oh no, they close it every time they see this. Like they don't want to see this. So you know, and, just and, and you know, it's, it, it, it's carrying on to everything too, bro. I'm on LinkedIn, yeah. bro. And I'm like, bro, LinkedIn is supposed to be just for you to network. Yeah. People shoot on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. It's crazy. And it somebody DM me about OnlyFans on LinkedIn, bro. I'm like, bro. <laughs> bro. That's I, nasty I gotta, work. I got to delete this too, bro. Like, why are you, you that DMing shit in me? The shop really, dude. I'm going to send you that one quick. Because don't, don't DM me. <laughs> like, that, like what? Bro. That's, that's truly crazy. But anywho, fellas. We got a lot to get into, okay? Because the Super Bowl that America wanted did not happen, okay? Lamar Jackson did not, in fact, save the Soul Society. He did not save them. The grit was not enough, and yet here we are once again staring down the barrel of, hey, we either got to hear Brock Purdy discourse or see Jackson Mahomes and Taylor Swift. One of those two things is an inevitability at this point. And uh, I hope she's not at the game, bro. I pray the, she oh, she's going to be at the game. They, they bro, literally she going to be in Japan. They changed ESPN literally Bro, ESPN put up a post of 
what her timeline looks like to where she can still make the game. Like they literally posted bro, like her no travel times. Hold on, hold on. I swear no to God, bro. There's no way they made a post like that. ESPN's no official Instagram had a post that was like, yo, if she leave Japan at this time, she would arrive at this time and that would give her time to make it to the game. I swear, bro. Also, yeah, she, she I, I ain't get back jet. on it for a while. She got a private jet. She can like literally go whenever. You know how like she's literally living a video game life. Like you know how we all. She can fast like, travel. Yeah, she can. She can <laughs> but oh this God, this is even worse wow. than Taylor Swift. Something related. ESPN's official official page posted who getting ready for the game, and they posted my man's that be shopping at Target. I hope. I don't even know. Alexa, play Tired by Labyrinth. Because I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Hey, Lord, you know I'm tired. I done had enough, man. I done had enough. But, fellas, we got that. We got Doc Rivers going to Milwaukee. We got uh, Harbaugh leaving Michigan for the Chargers. We got a ton to talk about in today's episode. Y'all ready to get into it? Ready for it. Yes, sir. All righty, well, let's do it. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over at Axe Crew. We got the master, the mixed master, Josh Guy in the building. That is high. You got the money man, the man, the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC. That's me, Ken Gibbs. And folks, if you haven't noticed already, we are much more willing to curse on there now uh, because, you know, we've just been very honest with ourselves and listened to us trying to censor ourselves. And it's just like, what? what is this shit, man? What are we What are we saying? Why? I'm banging the table saying, darn, this sounds... <laughs> it sounds like a uh, BET movie. Oh, my God. These suckers better stop. I'm tired of these mother-father snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. It was crazy. But anyway. <laughs> that's a real dialogue, by the way. Yeah, that, no, that's actually out of the movie on BET. That's why I said that. It was hilarious. But anyway, fellas, the Lions... Despite coming up with a 17-point lead, find a way to blow it in Santa Clara. And the 49ers advance to the Super Bowl. Thoughts on the game? Um, a lot of thoughts on the games. For starters, I just want to say one pride. I'm proud of the Lions. Don't this is the furthest that I've seen. The pride. the pride. Round of applause for the Lions, man. <laughs> this is the furthest that I saw. Um this is the furthest that I saw the Lions make it in my lifetime. And honestly, this is the farthest that I ever thought I would see the Lions make it in my lifetime. Like I, at this point, I'm 20, I'm 28 years of age. Um, I've already come to terms with the fact that the Lions trash. They my team, but they trash. And you know, everybody as a sports fan has these spells where their team is trash. Not everybody team is going to be great for forever. I mean, Chris dealing with the Steelers. The Steelers still making a playoffs every year, but it's still not the level of success that he used to. Everybody has, you know, down slopes as a team. But when you're dealing with a team that's been terrible your whole life, you watch them go 0-16. And as a child, you, you're looking at like, oh, they drafted Joey Harrington. I don't see know nothing as a kid. I just knew Joey Harrington was balling in college. So I think we about to be good i see these rosters i see these signings that they get so i think that we're we're about to be good and year after year you know the lions are trash and i came to a certain point i believe it was um ah it was one of stafford last year's here where everybody was projecting for the lions to to win a division and they end up going like three and 13 or so do you remember that year gibbs yeah 
I think yeah. that was Calvin Johnson's retirement year. What it was, yeah. yeah. It, um, and that, that's that's when I came to the terms. Like, okay, if they haven't won a championship since 1957, if my father haven't hasn't seen them be good, I'm not going to see the Lions be good in my lifetime. Yeah, and and I, I was perfectly fine with that. I was okay with that. But shout out to them having an amazing season. It's a lot of pieces that they have in there. I think they're the second youngest team in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. We have the best offensive line in the league. All of them should come back. And I think that our front office and our coaching staff is smart enough to know what we need to change in order to be back. Our running game is fine. Our pass game is fine. Our offensive line is fine. We got two very good receivers. Um, the other ones need to go. We got two very good tight ends. Our defense is solid. The secondary, uh, how many rounds is it in the NFL draft? Eight, right? Uh, I believe it's seven. Six. Seven. Well, seven. Yeah, it's seven. Ten. Yeah, it's, okay. All seven of our draft picks need to be cornerbacks. <laughs> Whoever don't work out during training camp, you could cut them. But all seven of our draft picks need to be in the secondary because that's all we need. And if we had a decent secondary, we're talking about a Super Bowl right now. But I'm also not mad at the decisions made. Um, I don't I place zero. I, I place five percent of the loss on Dan Campbell. I think a lot of people that are upset with Dan Campbell, a lot of people that watch that game, it was like, oh, it was his fault, are people that don't really know the game of football. They're watching it because of the playoffs. They're watching it because it's a big game, and it's probably the first game that they've seen all year. Yeah. One, Dan Campbell went forward on fourth and three uh, in the first half, and Josh Reynolds dropped a pass. You can't blame that on coaching. It was a great, It was a great play. It was drawn up perfectly. He dropped it. You can't blame... Uh, a guy having a ball bounce off his face into a reception like it like he didn't the ball bounced off his face that's something I hadn't seen since I was probably in pal league and like that's something 10 year olds do you can't blame multiple drop passes you can't blame Jameer Gibbs fumble on coaching yes if you're up two touchdowns you make it a three score game you go for that field goal right before the second half but in the second half, both of those field goals that people say, oh, he should have went for those. He should have put it away. Do y'all know what percentage of the time the Lions kicker makes a field goal that's over 40 yards this season? It was what, 54%? 33%. Mm-hmm. Yeesh, do you, not ever in your face. Do you know how many times the Lions have converted this season when they've gone for it on fourth and three or less? Uh, I believe they were like 60%. 86 they're 60 something on fourth down period fourth and third or less they're 86 percent success rate so you can't be mad at them for you can't be mad at them for playing what got them there right so i don't put the place to blame on dan campbell they they went i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna let chris finish it off because you know he got to get his silky johnson hater of the year award impression i ain't even gonna hate today i ain't even gonna hate today i'm gonna tell you this dan campbell is the guy that you date because he's funny and then when you get mad and you in an argument, is you don't take nothing serious. <laughs> if you watch what he did all season, he was crazy aggressive. That's him. <laughs> I'm only laughing because y'all know my personality. Y'all know I don't take nothing serious. I for sure heard that thing. before. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? If you get with a shorty because she's fine, you can't be mad with other dudes. Holler at her. You got to know that's what it is. Why is she always late? Because it takes a while to look like that. What are we doing here? What are we doing? You can't, you know, like, you can't love it when the jokes is flowing and then when you mad, it's, it's not fun. Listen, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm with them going for it. 
And I want Kendall Vildor off of my team immediately. What, 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 what's, the, what's the top three off the squad right now? Vildor one, Cam Sutton two. Okay. And three, I, see, here's the thing. As much as I want to say Josh Reynolds, I feel like that's being like a prisoner of the moment. Yeah, I, I feel like for some of those players, the, 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 lights were, the lights were simply too bright. They, they haven't been there before. He's the reason why y'all beat the Rams. I'm going to be honest with you. He's literally the reason why y'all beat the Rams. And so with, with that in mind, with that in mind, it's tough to even find a third person that I really want off the squad because I think this is a really good squad. But Vildor and Sutton, <sighs> pack your shit and get out of the facility. I want their <laughs> Actually, don't even remove their fobs. Just turn them off. Turn them off. I want to see them and t- show us the CCTV video of them working their fob up to the door like, damn, it don't work no more. Am I fired? And I want to hear <laughs> Brad Holmes over intercom hitting them with the meanest, smoothest. Hey, man, get your, get your trash ass out of here, man. Go. Go. I, we've seen enough. We've had enough. I'm tired of this nonsense. That's that's what I want to see. Did y'all know that Kendall Vildor joined the team during the season? Now, I bet y'all are wondering, well, Kenton, how does a starting corner join the team during the season? Did they trade for him? Of course they didn't. Brad Holmes is too smart to give up assets for a corner like Kendall Vildor. So then you ask yourself, well, how did they get him? Was it a Joe Flacco situation where he was chilling on the couch? Technically, yes. But guess what he was doing before that? On the Eagles practice squad. If somebody get waived from someone else's practice squad and then they got to start for you, you're in bad shape. Yeah. You're in bad shape. Here's the thing. If that ball falls incomplete, like not even if he picks it, because that's a... And, and when I tell people all the time, folks never understand when I say the damage that Matt Patricia did to this team will never be truly, that Dan Quinn and Matt Patricia did will never be fully understood. There was a corner from the city of Detroit who never has lost in fourth field by the name of Jordan Lewis that was going into free agency. And they offered that boy pennies on the dollar. Hey, man, you want to come home? You know, come home for cheap. Come be part of something good. You ain't want shit! (laughs) Bill Belichick can tell guys, come to us on the cheap. Because you know why? He's got rings on rings on rings on rings to say, hey, you come here, you take a little pay cut, but you get one of these. You ain't won a damn thing talking about come take a pay cut to come and so we end up with a corner that was waived from somebody else's practice squad needing to make an acrobatic catch in one of the biggest moments of the NFL season. And what does he do? Doink catch. I'm, I agree with Josh. I don't think all seven of our picks need to be corners, but at least them top two to three. Somewhere in that top two, three picks, we need to be getting somebody that can get sticky in cover. And also, the corners in the draft. Need, and also, we need to ban that person from wearing number one. This is our second time that we gave a corner number one, looking at you, Cam Sutton, and they turned out to be cheats, buns, garbage, <laughs> basura. I've had enough. 
I have had enough. Those are my biggest takeaways from this game. And and I now have to hear people talk about Brock Purdy just makes plays when they need to be made. Vildor was your best player on that drive. <laughs> Facts. I done had enough of it. The, the drive that got y'all started, that got you momentum, it was a Lions defender that was your best player. Come on, man. That boy is mid. Jimmy Garoppolo took this team to a Super Bowl, and they didn't even have Christian McCaffrey back then. So stop. Stop. Just stop it. Chris, I'm going to let you finish this off. All right, all right, all right. So I'm going to start it off with, with pick up where Josh left off and pick up a little bit where you left off, Gibbs, right? So I give 25% of this blame to Dan Campbell. I give 25%. I give another 25% to the secondary for the Lions. I give Kurt, uh, Purdy 25% the reason why they won. And I also give the uh, coaching staff for the 49ers 25% why they won. So those four categories, it's the reason why I break them down. I'm going to break that down for the audience, right? So the first 25% reason why I blame Dan Campbell, right? Everyone knows in the playoffs what you're going to do based off your regular season pattern, right? Everyone knows, right? The 49ers coaching staff get the other 25% because they made adjustments in the postseason to counteract the dangerous and the gambler and, and Dan Campbell, right? They made adjustments. Now, reason why I blame Dan Campbell again in the playoffs, everybody know you got to make adjustments, right? Sometimes you got to put your pride aside and you got to kick that field goal. Sometimes you got to. Now, yes, if they caught the pass, we could would have, could have, should have, would if all day long. But at the end of the day, you get to for sure points in the playoffs. Yes, the kicker's percentage, but it's the right decision to make, right? You don't gamble in the playoffs when you're not sure if you can, the other team has a strategy against it. To me, it looked like the 49ers had a strategy against that, right? Also, one thing too, at the start of the second half, you kick that field goal, it's one for one with the 49ers field goal. That's 3-3. The score doesn't really change, and the momentum ultimately shifts. There was a lot of Lions fans in San Francisco, right? A lot of Lions fans. Now, here's why I give Brock Purdy 25% of the reason why the 49ers win. When have you ever seen Brock Purdy rush for 53 yards? When have you ever seen it? Never. He turned into Brock Vick. When have you ever seen it? When have I ever seen what? Brock Purdy running for 53 yards. When have you ever seen it? It's just in college. He ain't ain't done nothing to be. Okay. I'll give y'all a crazy stat. The AFC Championship, Lamar Jackson didn't even run 53 yards. Okay, we're going to get on that. I'm going to leave it alone. But Brock Purdy wanted it. He wanted it. I don't care if he mid. He ain't look mid to me by getting out the pocket and getting his team first downs when they needed first downs. So I ain't going to say I ain't gonna say nothing bad about Purdy. His performance was, was, was subpar, but he got his team to dub by sacrificing his body, getting out there, sliding when he needs to slide, getting out of the pocket, making plays, and, and also, you know, keeping his composure when he had a 17-point deficit. That's a lot on a young quarterback on a rookie deal, not even making a million dollars a year. I got to give him credit for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then my last point was the secondary, right? You know, Gibbs, when you said Matt Patricia and Dan Quinn, Let's go. We gonna pay for them seeing. I want to come on the mic and say that brother preaching. That n word <laughs> is preaching, man. That n word. I can't. Be- you mean to tell me we let Darius Slay walk for Cam Sutton? I worked in automotive. 
for a guy $130 billion in revenue a year, I'm pretty sure it don't matter what type of penalty they got to pay, Four can cut the check. I guarantee you that. But that's get- the thing. That's the thing. It wasn't about the money, bro. Slay and Patricia did not get along. Slay was Patricia stopped the meeting because Darius Slates did a jersey swap with another guy after a preseason game. After a preseason <laughs> game. No. He said if he wasn't so busy sucking this guy's dick, he wouldn't he'd be able to cover better. And told him you're not elite. Darius Slay has more Pro Bowl appearances than our and a more all no, just more Pro Bowl. I don't believe he's made an all pro team, but he may have made an all pro team. He has more Pro Bowl and all pro performances combined than every corner we've had since combined. I'm just saying. I swear to God, I, I hate I, my Patricia, bro. I swear I, everything <laughs> I love when I see him in the streets is gonna be me out, man. I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying this all could have been avoided. The Lions could be in the Super Bowl right now. This all could have been avoided. One thing I'll tell y'all about them Eagles, you ain't blaming Darius Safe for nothing over there. You ain't blaming Big yeah. Play Slate for nothing over there. And this, they got rid of him how long ago, Gibbs? Uh, what, three years ago or something? Which means he's reliable. Which means he's reliable. He not one person that relapse. You know, you give a crackhead some crack, he gonna relapse. Darius Slate, he ain't going to relapse when he's covering somebody. He going to turn it into the officers. He, hey, hey. What is, <laughs> what is the, I guarantee you, if you put Darius Slate in that position to make that catch, the Lions going to be celebrating in the end zone. The Lions going to be celebrating in the end zone, man. Mm-hmm. But we got damn Kendall Fieldor all because of Matt Patricia. Oh, man, I hate that. Oh, I hate, I hate that Patricia. Yeah, bro. So, I mean, I thought it was a well-fought game. The Lions shocked me. I am so happy for the Lions. What that did for the city of Detroit, what that did for the morale in Detroit. Dan Kelbin, I applaud you. That That's not an easy culture change, right? Detroit okay. don't welcome anybody really like that. And you have to earn the respect in Detroit. And I think Dan Campbell did yeah. just that. I think he's born to lead. You know, he's somebody that I aspire to be as a leader. You know, I want to be a leader like that, make an impact everywhere I go. And I try to live my life like that. So I'm happy for the Lions. I ain't got no, I'm not going to hate on the Lions today, even though I've been rooting for them to lose all year. Because I knew this moment was going to come when y'all get y'all hearts ripped out y'all chest, which is why I'm a Steelers fan now. But I still love the Lions. Don't get me wrong, but I just I'm gonna stay over there in Pittsburgh because they it's a lot less painful when they rip it out. I know I'll be there next year. I know I'll be back in oh. playoffs next year. Yeah, so man. you love the Steelers, but you out here cheap. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Interesting. Well, we got to talk about the Steelers AFC North rival, who once again lost to old Pat Mahomes and the boys. Lost to old Chris Jones, Spagnola, Travis Kelsey, and the boys. 17-10 to 10 in Baltimore. The Chiefs' kingdom reigns supreme. Fellas, thoughts coming from this game? Uh, for starters, the narrative around this game is similar to the Lions-Niners. And this is a time of year that a lot of casual fans uh, <clears throat> watch football. And we talked about the effects of social media at the start of the show. One of the effects of social media is everybody has a voice and people that know nothing about sports have the biggest voice when it comes to when it comes to sports. 
you know, it's people that watch just highlights. It's people that only come around this time of year. And usually if you're that first person to comment on that ESPN post, you're going to get top comment. And that's a narrative that's going to be on sports shows now. That's a narrative that's going to be surrounded by the games. That's a narrative that's going to that's going to surround these players. Um, I said that to say uh, we talked about how, you know, I'm not really on socials as much as I used to be. But when I log into Instagram to do my posts, usually the first thing right there is ESPN. And it's so many people where the narrative is, oh, I can't believe the Ravens defensive coordinator left. He just sold us like that. He just walked out on us like that after that game. The defense was not the problem. The Ravens defense is the best in the league and held the Chiefs, who arguably has the best offense in the league, to 17 points and zero points in the second half. Do you know who the Ravens second leading receiver was on Sunday night? OBJ? Lamar Jackson. Wait, for real? And, and I, I believe it was in the first half. Okay. If you look at first half stats, the second leading receiver on the Ravens was Lamar Jackson. Ooh. And that's because a ball got tipped. <laughs> this man was open to himself. But what I don't understand is, <laughs> see, it's a little tiny part of me that want to believe those people that say sports are rigged. But I can't go into that narrative. I ain't going down that rabbit hole. Look, I, ain't going I can't go into that narrative because the NFL had the potential to, um, they had the potential to make so many new fans with the Super Bowl. You got two underdog, technically underdog teams, teams that haven't been there before. Do you know what a Ravens Lions Super Bowl would have done for the casual football fan? Boy, it would have been so many buffs in Vegas. They would have had to call the police. <laughs> it would have been so many buffs in Vegas. Boy, I, I would have grabbed some sticks and drove to Vegas that day in five hours I saw you. Boy, please. Do you know what that would have done for the casual fan? So I can't go for that. You just looked at a team that... Played one way to get them there the entire year, and they went against a more experienced team. They went against a team, and they folded under pressure. To quote Jared Allen, the lights were simply too bright. The Ravens have the number one rushing offense in the NFL. Do you know the least amount of times they've carried the ball up until this point from preseason week one to last week's playoffs? What, 20? 22. They carried the ball eight times and decided to put the ball in Lamar Jackson's hands, which I have a lot of faith in Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. He can win games for you. But the number one narrative surrounding Lamar Jackson his entire career, if you actually watch the game of football, is he doesn't have anyone to throw the ball to. Yes, Zay Flowers stepped up, but at the same time, Zay Flowers was eating eating cafeteria food a year ago. Did, did Did he step up? He was the number one receiver. Yeah, no, he did, about, bro. I'm no. talking about in the, game, in the actual game, in this game. Dude. He did what he could. How many bro, times bro, the ball? He, no, he, Zay, Zay Flowers got yards after catch. He caught the ball. Right, Zay Flowers he had one game. drop. Out of all his targets, he had one drop. A 15-yarder for Taunty. When you throw a guy down and spin the ball up right on top of his head, and fumbling. I mean, yeah, he made mistakes, kids. We made, he made mistakes, kids. We're not doing that. He you made mistakes. He's twenty one he years old. Job. He did his job, though. He did his job. What, if you if you told no. me I give you Zay Flowers only get one drop in the game, but he might have a penalty, you wouldn't take that, Gibbs. A penalty and a fumble at the goal line? Hell no, I ain't taking that. 
But yeah, the, the fumble wasn't hit. He got the ball got stripped from him. Okay. Yes, that's partially him to blame, but that's also you gotta you gotta reward the defense. That was a good play by the defense. Why what do you expect to do for the goal line when you're not in fourth down? What are you doing? Trying to you get a touchdown. A 240-pound bus of a back. They literally call him Gus the Bus Edwards. He's young. He's going to make mistakes. That's the part of the problem. Why are you only running the ball eight times when your best receiver is a rookie? I will say this. I will say this. He made a big mistake in that game. Jameer Gibbs made a big mistake in the Lions game. The rookies did show. They're young. It's almost as if young people make mistakes when they're on the stage that big. I'll, I'll give you that. So I repeat, if that is your number one option, why are you throwing the ball? Why are you only running the ball eight times when your number one option is a child? He's still on his parents' insurance. No, 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 no. He a millionaire now, bro. You got a team, bro. You got a team, bro. In theory, in theory, he's still on his parents' insurance. He has the potential to be. If he wanted to, that would be wicked, bro. I wish I, that. I wish I made millions. I'm like, pops, I'm on your insurance deal, bro. He gonna look at me like, (laughs) what you doing, no, bro? Don't mess up my tax burden. I'm on your insurance. Come on, bro. Stop playing. No, but for real, that's that's absolutely insane. Chris, go ahead because I want to finish this thing off. Hey, listen. I want to really get this thing. Listen, 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 listen. I understand y'all think it's rigged and scripted, bro. But let, let's be real, bro. I don't. I don't. Sports, I don't I, well, I, I'm saying our audience, you know, people that watch football. If you don't watch the game avidly, like if you don't watch the game day after day, study the game and, you know, put the time in to learn the game, you will see that a lot of stuff that happens and Gibbs is so good. This is people don't understand how good Gibbs is at this sport analysis and sports commentating. People don't understand how good Gibbs. The law of averages always repeats itself it always prevails if the chiefs always go to the afc championship what do you think is gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) how is that scripted they started one year they missed one year but other than that they always go they always there they always there they always there the law of averaging while he's a starter Okay, another law of average. Odell Beckham has continually decreased in productivity year over year over year. Odell Beckham is older than all three of us right now, and two of the people on the show don't even have no hair. Thanks, Chris. You're right. Odell Beckham is 31 years old, and y'all said, hey, Lamar, <laughs> Lamar, big fella, we got, got some help. for you. We got some for you. And you say, Odell Beckham, after the ACL, he coming this way. Odell like, yeah, you know, he got to do that, though. What are you supposed to tell them? Y'all got me Odell at 31? No. You know how bad he'll be in the locker room if he do that? So, yeah. Okay. The second thing. Lamar hurt his leg or something? Uh, well, I, you know, coaching staff, offensive coordinator. What, what, what's going on? Um, did y'all not watch him in Louisville? Did y'all not watch him for his first MVP? Oh, y'all didn't watch him for his second MVP season. Lamar is at his best when Lamar makes his own decisions. Lamar has so much green in front of him when he was in the pocket. The Chiefs was like they went shopping at the mall and came back as much green as he had in his po- in the front of him in the pocket. 
the Chiefs defense honestly didn't play that well. They didn't play that well. No. I, I want to let you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go. No, my, my last point is this, right? What do we got to do as black folk? The defensive coordinator got a head coaching job for the Ravens. He got, well, the Ravens defensive head coordinator got a head coaching job today. What do we got to do as black folk to get noticed? It's so many black coaches that have been blackballed in the league right now. And they give it to the guy, the one guy. I'll say this. He got an argument for it, unlike some of these other coaches. I, I will at least give Yeah, I mean, does, the Ravens had the best defense in the league. They, they had the best defense in the league. But, but Gibbs, Gibbs. He ain't won nothing. He ain't won nothing. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. I feel he done had the best defense in the league for how long? All right, listen, I'm with you. I'm with you when you're right, Chris. I'm with you when you're right. And, and, and that's where I want to step in. That's where I want to step in, okay? Because... I need somebody to hit the, the Michael Jackson smooth criminal lean over the Ravens offensive coordinator's shoulder in big games in the playoffs and tell him, run the damn ball. Dalvin Cook against Houston had as many carries as all of your backs combined in this game. Dalvin Cook. That boy needs to add an ED to the end of his last name because Dalvin is just <laughs> cooked at this point. Well done, if you will. No tread left on the tires. Tires bald is me and guy put together. And one of us is shiny bald. It's not me, but you know, whatever. Anyway. I see some shine right now, my boy. Hey, hey, hey. Do you see my halo? Halo. I really, really want to get to shiny ball phase, bro. Because shiny ball, you ain't got to shave that regularly. Crazy thing is, I'm only shiny bald on the top, which is a pain. Like, if I was shiny bald all around, I would be happy, bro. But I got to so constantly shave this part to every other day. Bro, I swear to God, I would be so happy. Dang, I would be, but that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> I, I got some advice. Go to hell, Chris. That's my advice to you. That's my advice. Go see Satan. Shake his hand. Tell me how it goes. But I look at this game, and I once again say the Ravens, refuse. They outright demand. They outright they would not even attempt to stick with who bought them to the dance. The first time against the Titans I can understand, right? Because the Titans got a lead. They were killing the clock with Derrick Henry. I get it. You got to throw the ball to stay in the game. Okay, sure. This time, what are we doing? The lead was You lost the game by seven points. Only 17 points were scored by the winning team. Yeah. Why are you abandoning the run? If the run is what brought you to the dance, why are you leaving with somebody else? You got, and it's not just about leaving the dance with somebody else. They came to the dance with the flies, most money getting this, Al Wu with the fur around the hood, big buffs. I mean, clean, clean as they come. <laughs> In the, in, the, in the Porsche. In the Porsche. In the Porsche. And the security came behind him with a G-Wagon. <laughs> and you said, I want to dance with brother with the Nissan Century. What are <laughs> People talk about, oh, this game is just, just goes to show. That, you know, Lamar, you just can't be trouble. Well, let's just do the math here, okay? If Zay Flowers doesn't get that taunting, they get an extra 15 yards on that drive. It likely ends in a touchdown. 
I think we can all agree to that. Because yeah, it would have been on the on the ten yard line or the nine yard line, right? Because Something he fumbled like at the goal line. If you do the logical steps of hmm, if you move up fifteen yards, what happens to the goal line? It just got fifteen yards closer to you. You get in the end zone. Zay doesn't have to stretch out. Crazy thought. But even beyond that, even beyond Zay's mistakes, because y'all are right. Y'all are right. I will admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong to point out Zay's flaws. Well, I wasn't wrong to point out Zay's flaws that way, but it was wrong to not consider the fact that he's a rookie. But you're telling me that you look at that and then you add on the fact of, oh, uh, yeah, so we're one of the best running teams in the league, but we're going to have Lamar Jackson drop back, oh, I don't know, about 40 times in this game. How's that sound to you? Are you on crack? Munkin, are you on crack? Harbaugh, are you on crack? I know that the head coach doesn't call plays nine times out of ten. But I'm if I'm Harbaugh, I'm calling up and I'm saying, hey, listen, um, I'm not finna play with you, Todd. I swear to God, if you do not run this ball, if you do not tell these folks, put your head down and put it in the middle of somebody's chest and drive that young man back and get us some yards. If you don't have that happen. That defense shut out Kansas City in the second half. Yeah? Shut them out. A, a Kansas City team where Kelsey was 11 for 11 at halftime. That, off- that, that offense is much better when they're going forward than backwards. Okay? Let's just be honest. That offensive line, it's time to have that conversation about Ronnie Stanley. He was an all-pro early in his career. The injuries have derailed him. He doesn't look like the same guy. Moses at right tackle, uh, he's been suspect for that. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Those big fellas need to be going downhill and saying, whap, 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 thud, thud, thud. That's what they need to be doing. Not kickstep, because it's not their strong suit. It's not where they excel at. And lo and behold, you tell Lamar drop back 37 times, you hand it off eight, you get what you get. But also, I got to give love where it's due. As much as people talk about uh, Travis uh, Taylor Swift, her man is the show. Travis Kelsey is the show. That's a bad man right there. You can't. Hey, man. When you pass Terrell Owens as a tight end in receptions in the postseason, do you? I don't think people realize how good Terrell Owens was. I, I just don't. Because he was crazy in the end. I don't think y'all realize a tight end passing a receiver in receptions. And soon yards, how crazy that really is, right? Tight ends are used, they're used to block more time in the postseason than they are to catch the football. Again, Travis Kelsey is different. He's different. You got to give him his props. You got to give Pat Mahomes his props because, again, 100% of the time, if you go into the season, here's a fun little, here's a fun little if or thing that you could do with Pat Mahomes. Is Pat Mahomes your starting quarterback? Yes or no? If your answer mm-hmm. is yes, you will make the you will make the Super Bowl if you're in the AFC. If your answer is no, the next question is: Are you in the NFC or the AFC? If your answer to that question is I'm in the AFC, congratulations, you are not going to the Super Bowl. That's how good he is. That that's just a fact. That's not what I want. Unless your name is Joe Burr. Cause you know that's his nephew, but anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's that's the only one. Other than that, 
every year is becoming the Pat Mahomes Invitational. He just keeps on showing up. Hello. And so, you know, that's, that's a, that's, again, you got to give him his love and props. And, and at the end of the day, I know Lions fans, Ravens fans, we're all sick right now. You know what we're in need of? A good doctor. And speaking of, one Doc Rivers just got the job in Milwaukee. He takes over for Adrian Griffin, who was let go of, despite the fact that the Milwaukee Bucks were viewed as one of the better teams in the league and had a 30-13 and record. Fellas, does this move the needle positively, negatively, or is like a, meh, no difference, even swap, no swindle type move? Um, it's the same. It's, it's the same. Um, only because we don't know what that rookie head coach was able to offer because just because of that, he was a rookie, rookie head coach. We didn't see, you know, what he can do in those tight games. We didn't see what he can do in the postseason. And we only got a 40 something game sample size. Um, so can I say a rookie head coach is going to do anything better than a veteran head coach has been coaching for 30 years? Not necessarily. But at the same time, we have seen what Doc Rivers has been able to offer. And this man has been riding the high of a championship that he won during the Bush administration. Mm-hmm. I I don't. Uh, we say on this. Wait, what? That championship yes, was done 2008, 16 years ago, bro. Obama, yeah. Obama, Biden and Trump. <laughs> he won that during the Bush administration. That just changed. Obama, Obama, Trump, Biden. That, that's how you do it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think 2008 is when Obama got elected, but the the they don't do that until they don't. We don't uh do the that we what March we vote uh, I mean uh, uh September January, and uh, inauguration in January. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. So I mean. I, I don't understand. Had three percent interest rates. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just don't understand because I mean, we're we're looking at this from a perspective of a man that won one championship in two thousand eight, which is you know more than a lot of coaches have done. But if you look at before that, he had Orlando Magic team with uh Tracy McGrady on it, and although you know he had dealt with some injuries on that team, you're still looking at a team who talent wise is a top three team in the East. He goes to Boston. He wins that one championship. He has four Hall of Famers on his team, and he's there for six seasons and gets one championship out of that, where, you know, for three of those years, your toughest competition was a Pistons team with no Chauncey Billups and Jason Max Steele as your starting center. After that, you go to a Clippers team who had the best offense in the league. You had Blake Griffin. You had DeAndre Jordan. You had Chris Paul. You had Lob City. Not only did you have that, you had J.J. Reddick over there. You had uh, Matt Barnes for a good amount of that time. You had Jamal Crawford for a good amount of that time. You had solid enough pieces in order to win a championship. You leave that, uh, and you went what, to, to Philly after, right? Yeah. You, which you had arguably the best player in the league. And, well, no, and Joe, no, 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 no. He went to, he was an assistant somewhere for a second. I don't, I don't think so. Because he didn't coach Ben Simmons. He went from the Clippers straight to the 76ers. He did. Yeah. Oh, he did? Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, 
He, he didn't coach Ben. Oh, Ben was out them two years. He was there though. That's what it is. Yeah, okay. he was there. Yeah, that's that, 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 he was there. That, yeah, yeah. Man, and you you see what the seventy sixers are arguably having the best season that we've seen them have since Allen Iverson was on a team this year without Nikki Doc Rivers. Nikki Nurse, baby. I'm trying to tell y'all. Nikki so I'm I'm really trying to understand how this man keeps getting the job. I don't think that's going to move to Needle. I think this team moves as far as Giannis and Dame wants them to move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris, I'm, I'm going to let you. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to let you finish it, Chris. I'm going to let you finish it. Y'all know how I feel about Doc Rivers. Yes, sir. I done said it a thousand times, but here we go at a thousand and one. Who has the most blown 3-1 leads of all time? Doc Rivers by a landslide. That man sees a 3-1 lead and turns into Nancy Reagan. (laughs) I don't understand how you look at a coach and think to yourself, that guy's the answer. When Tibbs, I'm sorry, when Doc did have success as a head coach, when Doc did win the championship, oh, all it took was four Hall of Famers. And Tibbs, who's widely regarded as one of the greatest defensive minds basketball has ever seen, to get it done. Still is to this day. And you want to know what's crazy about that Boston team? Not only did they have four Hall of Famers, they had guys that, like, if there was a Hall of Fame for the role that they played, they would be in it. Yeah. Tony Allen, as a perimeter defender, he'd be in the Hall of Fame for that. If that was like, a, if there was like a perimeter defender Hall of Fame, he'd be in. No offense. He'd be probably third. I can't name. He'd probably be third. I would put Pippen, Jordan, Kobe, and him. I would say they around the same. Defensively. Defensively now. Kendrick Perkins claims that Kobe told him, use the greatest rim protector I ever played against, bro. <laughs> I don't know how much truth is to that statement. I don't know how much cap is in the rap. But that's just what was said by the man, you know? And I hope he ain't lying on the deceits. I would hope not. And then you go over and and you look up and down that team and you just say, wow, that was a really good team. From the starters to the last guy on the bench. That was just a good team. That, I believe, was Delonte West coming off the bench on that team or no? He, uh, he, no, that was, that was later on. He, he did it 9 10 Yeah. I got you. Either way, you cut it or slice it. That was still. I know they had uh, Posey over there, who was one of the better 3 and D off the bench guys in terms of like you bring in the second group and you don't need them to, to win the ball game. You just need to not lose. That's what he did. That's the, what he did. I'm going to let you go on, but the fact that you're remembering these guys from 018 just tells you all you need to know right there. You know, that that, that tells you all. Exactly. And everybody know my CTE stay acting up. Can't remember <laughs> nothing. And yet, I got to set reminders in my phone for everything, for real. Like, if it ain't like my mama's birthday, my sister's birthday, and stuff like that, like, get a little hair. But the fact that we are all looking at that, and we're saying, oh, Doc is going to get you over the hump. He's the guy. He's the guy. The needle just moved backwards for me. This team got worse because you bought in Doc Rivers. Because, again, Doc Rivers ain't pissed a drop since that championship. What? Let me ask y'all this. And, and, and I'm going to let you take it over after this, Chris. But I just want to ask y'all this. Not, this is not rhetorical. I want y'all to give me a very serious answer. What would you say? It's a two-parter. 
What would you say is Doc's best coaching job since the 76ers, number one, or before, either one? And number two, have you ever seen a, a collection of talent that Doc had and thought to yourself, oh, he elevated this group. This group would not be who they are if they had a, a random other coach. I, I would love to hear y'all. Mm, I I can't necessarily say that. I only think about Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, but he had them as rookies. We saw Blake, maybe Blake was a vet at the time, but we saw him have his best season outside of Doc Rivers. And DeAndre Jordan didn't really change as a player. He just had Chris Paul give him the ball. So your your productivity is going to be higher when you had Chris Paul give you the ball. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. Any, any team in Doc Rivers' memory that you like, hey, Doc, you say what you want, but that group of guys winning as many games as they did, huh. It ain't nothing but God and Doc. That's it. I'm going to say this. Um, when he first got to the 76ers and Ben Simmons was going through that whole fiasco, he that was probably his most impressive to me because Tobias Harris was a perennial all-star. He just, you know, his name just not going to get him in the all-star game back when fans was voting. Because Tobias Harris averaging 21 a game in this NBA is – at 33 years old is a little a little wild. Like he really has mastered, but he did play with him over there in LA Clippers too, right? Mm-hmm. So like he knew Tobias. So that first year with the 76ers, I was like, they ain't had no business. They didn't even have a starting reliable point guard day to day. And they still, you know, had a decent season. They got I bounced in the first round, but they still was a, had a, a great season. Mm-hmm. Well, with that in mind, Chris, I'm going to let you finish it. I'm going to let you take it over because, again, the two instances that were brought up here, Josh couldn't find one. And, Chris, I'll give you credit for, hey, that team was good, all things considered. But also, when they got to the playoffs, what did they do? What did they do? Pissed good and down that leg of theirs. Pissed well and down that leg of theirs. And that, I'm just saying, It's not by coincidence or by accident that you see little Trey Young advance into a conference finals on Doc. (laughs) Not, not, I'm just saying, not accident. And I stand on that. So, you know, Chris, I'm going to let you finish it. So here's the thing about Doc Rivers, right? I'll look at coaches for seasons, right? No coach is going to keep a job forever unless your name is Greg Popovich or. It's starting to be Steve Kirk, too. You know, I don't think yeah. they, it's no reason why the Warriors would fire him, right? Coaches are for seasons. And what I mean by that is the situations change in the NBA so much that you could go up and down. You could be good for five straight years and you could be completely horrible for five straight years, right? So if you look at where the 76ers are today, right? You got a rising all star, almost superstar, but not quite yet, in Tyrese Maxey. You have an mm-hmm. aging big man who plays a back-to-the-basket game and right. also gets to the free throw line a lot in Joel B, who's probably be a two-time MVP this year. And you also have Tobias Harris, who's getting up there in age. You know, he's not quite LeBron age, but he's probably one of the top 10 players right knocking at the door, right? Um, then you also have, uh, what's my guy name? Kevin Oubre, who's not necessarily super young, but he's, a, a, I guess, a veteran now. But, I mean, he never really played on a winning team for winning basketball. And then you also have, like, a couple guys off the bench. Like, P.J. Tucker's not going to play, but he's going to be a glue guy. 
Right. No, actually, PJ Tucker in LA now. Actually, sorry. Mark Marcus Morris and Nicholas Batoon are over there in Philadelphia now. So that's what Doc Rivers is working with, right? So if you look at that, right, what do you need to happen, right? You need to get to the NBA finals, right? Joel Embiid just needs to taste it. He needs to taste it, right? Who do you have to get through to get there? It's the next question I ask when I'm looking for a head coach. You got to get through Miami. Rather, anybody want to believe it or not, you got to get through Miami. You got to get through Milwaukee. Well, no, you got to get through. Uh, if you're no, I'm sorry. You get if you're Milwaukee. Miami, you got to get through Boston. You got to get through potentially yeah. 76ers. I got you. Yeah, I yeah, you. yeah, yeah. So I bring up his situation with the Sixers, right? Because he was not the guy to get them to the finals, right? He was not the guy that. They so they got rid of him, right? It was never so if you look at the situation, right? It was never gonna be. When you look at the situation with the Bucks, right? When you look at the situation with the Bucks and who he has to get through, those are the two points I'm trying to make, right? He got Giannis, Dame, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. Um, who are they for right now? Bobby Portis off the bench. Um, I said everybody. I said everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah I said everybody. Yeah. Bobby Portis off the bench. You have everything you need to win a championship, but let me tell you what you're missing. Not one of the players, not named Giannis and Chris Middleton, not one of them players have shown you that they could do it and get it to the finals. Damian Litter ain't, ain't sniffed the finals yet. Mm-hmm. Ain't sniffed the finals yet. Honestly, truth be told, if KD had a size 13 shoe, the Bucks wouldn't have sniffed the finals. The Bucks wouldn't have sniffed the finals. Not saying you're wrong. Not saying you're wrong. I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. So you actually have to figure out a way to make two superstars coexist that are both ball-dominant players, both players that shoot a lot of shots a game, two different game styles. And you also have to go through the Sixers, the Heat, the Celtics. And truth be told, I'm going to throw the Pacers up there too because they play hard right now. They've been playing hard. And you also got to go through... Well, I mean, nah, that's pretty much in the East. That's it. Yeah. Uh, you mean to tell me none of them are going to have you coming back in the series? You mean to tell me none of them teams are capable of having you down 2-1, 3-1? I mean, with Doc, you got to worry if he get up 3-1. Exactly my point, kids. Exactly my point. Is he the guy that can drive a team home when you down in the series? Milwaukee lost to Miami last year because they got down in the series early. They got down in the series early. Again, Is Doc Rivers I, the person to fix that problem? I I I think this team got me- I think this team got immeasurably worse. I think had they trusted the process, David Agent Griffin, they had a shot. With Doc, or the reason was the what the Bucks are twenty second in defense or something like that. Yeah. Ooh. And, wow. and, and, and my, my last point on this: they hired Doc Rivers as a consultant when Adrian Griffin got the job in the first place. Why y'all go tell the girl behind the girl that you talked to that you wanted to talk to her later? You just wanted to talk to her first. Why y'all do that? Why y'all do that? Why y'all do that? Y'all knew y'all was hiring Doc from jump. Why y'all play with that man future like that? That's the only question I got. I, I, I'm going to say this. We got to get out of here pretty soon. But before we do, <laughs> let's talk about a coach who's won a championship during the Biden administration. Coach Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan for sunny Los Angeles. He is the LA Chargers new head coach. Fellas, do you like the move? Love the move? 
hate the move. What you thinking? Um, from Michigan perspective, I love and hate the move. Uh, you know, I want to see Jim Harbaugh stay because he brought us to the most relevant Michigan has been once again in my lifetime. So I wouldn't want to see them repeat or want to see uh, recruits want to come play for Jim Harbaugh. But at the same time, him but leaving JJ and they McCarthy put him. is gone. That's cool. Um, <laughs> and, 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 but Michigan replaced them uh, with the black man. So, you know. I'd like to see what he can do with the program. And then also from Jim Harbaugh's perspective, you won a national championship with the team that you played college with. Go ahead and try to win a championship with a team that you played in the NFL for. And the Chargers is not a bad position. You're getting a lot of money and the Chargers on paper have a good team. I just think the problem that they had last season that they were coached terribly. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fair. Chris, do you like the hire? Dislike the hire? Love it. Hate it. Talk to me. I think it's going to work wonders for Justin Herbert, but that's about it. I mean, we've seen this story before to me. I mean, he might have got a lot better from being at Michigan because you always in the limelight. But, I mean, we act like this is his first journey in the NFL. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we we done seen this show before. This is like an episode of Good Times, if you ask me. It just planted in 2020, 2024. That's all this look like to me. I mean. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you this. I don't think people remember why Harbaugh left the NFL the first time. It wasn't that he wasn't winning. He took the 49ers to a Super Bowl. Like, they were literally one fade route being called away from being Super Bowl champion. That's very much so a thing. His personality is not something that you can put on NFL players and they'll be cool with that. You can do that on college kids. You know why? Because before the COVID year, gray shirt, all that nonsense – Players weren't in college for six, seven, eight years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Players, they weren't old as us. They weren't old as us. Let me tell you, it's a player in Miami that is legitimately playing his ninth or tenth year of college football. I swear to God, he is playing his ninth or tenth year. Okay, brother, get on Indeed. <laughs> get on LinkedIn. Stop playing with those children, okay? If you wanted to play with some kids, you should have had some of y'all. Get off that field against those young men. You are you got a mortgage, brother. Stop playing. But anyway, um, you know, before then, players would be in and out in four to five years, and that's what we're going to go back to seeing. Players in and out of the system in four to five years. In the NFL, Justin Herbert going to be your quarterback for the next team. You know what I'm saying? Keenan Allen has been there for forever, it feels like. It, it just feels like, you know, you think about the chart. He caught passes still from good too, man. He caught passes <laughs> from Phillip Rivers. Like, that's the, the boy is old. He's up there. He played with Antonio Gates. He's up there. He's up there. You know what I mean? Like, that's how old he is. So you you move forward from there and you say to yourself, Jim Harbaugh is a proven winner. He has shown time and time again that when you give him the opportunity, he will win. But he has also shown it's all the extras that come with Jim. I like this hire. I don't love it. I like it a lot. I think this will be a net positive for the uh, the the Chargers in the long run. I think in the immediate, it's going to supercharge Justin Herbert because I think Herbert is the best quarterback Harbaugh's ever had by a mile. With all due respect to Colin Kaepernick and future first-round quarterback J.J. McCarthy, um, I think that this is the best – Cade McNamara as well. I think that this is the best quarterback – Harbaugh has ever gotten it to, to, you know, kind of dig his hooks in by a mile. So I think that 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 could be a potentially special situation. 
But again, I'm deeply, deeply worried about all the other stuff. At Michigan, it was the the allegations of cheating and all that in the NFL. It was, again, players just being like, yo, this is enough. Like, he's he's just too much. That's tough, man. That's tough. So we'll see how this thing works out. We know y'all had enough of us talking about the AFC Championship, NFC Championship, who came with the baddest thing in the room and left with a Hobbit-looking person as they partner at, out this thing, and that's why they have the playoffs now. And whether or not Doc Rivers can have success outside of a Bush being president. But come on back <laughs> next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. I know. I know.